Welcome to the Possibly Haunted Podcast. to our new three-part series. Um, in this three-part series, we're going to be talking about hidden pyramids. But before we do all of that, you know the drill by now, or hopefully you do, and if you don't, you'll learn. Um, we're going to read some Coven Corner comments, and then read our new Coven Corner, and then we'll eventually get to the topic. We're going to try and be efficient today, but we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> so our, our Efficiency previous... is not our name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be the one to try and uh, not let myself go crazy. Okay. So for the previous cor- uh, Coven Corner, it was about our three-part series about uh, national park mysteries, and we were we asked basically, what would you do if you stumbled upon or if you chose to purposely go to a mystery at a national park? And we did get one uh, three-part response, which I appreciated. You know, um, <laughs> Could from not our put very it in own one comment. <laughs> no, it couldn't have been one comment post. It was three <laughs> different comment posts because he was really. I think it's because he presses enter and doesn't realize that it creates a new comment. Oh, see, that's I'm my going guess. with the emphasis. He wanted to really emphasize that these are separate that's things that all go together. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but this he is our very own Steve Stallings, the creator of our theme song and beloved. Uh, friend honorary coven member <laughs> yeah. um, for sure and so he responded to like what would he do if he stumbled upon or what you know I think his answer is more if he stumbled upon a mystery and his first comment was one text all three of you <laughs> which is us <laughs> two ask us if we know how or why he's at a national park and then <laughs> three Start looking to see where we are because he knows that this is the, probably our fault. I mean, yeah. Okay, I have it, you guys. He texts or calls all three of us mm-hmm. because, reason two, we are all meeting in a national park because Heather and Steve are accompanying Kat and I on a song and we're hosting it at a park because it's all, you know. Because they're uh, trying folky. to attract the king of the Sealy Court. I was about to say, and three, it's, <laughs> and he, it, the mystery is there because Kat and I attracted the Fae. <laughs> and so, while they are trying to serenade the Fae and whatever, Steve and I keep a respectable distance away, providing the sound to accompany them, but close enough to the car that we could bail if oh, needed. Yeah, right. Your beautiful flute playing, they're snatching you up right away. <laughs> they're going to see they're I gonna was hear just the flute imagining, playing. though. Go ahead, go ahead, go I was imagine I was imagining though that it's going to be a little bit like do you remember that vine where's this guy playing a guitar bat poorly where he's like I love you bitch junk and going to stop loving you bitch, bitch. You know? <laughs> that's 100% what the song would sound like uh, if I got to direct the artistic intent <laughs> we'll say. yes 
It's going to be an interesting performance for sure, and we're going to attract very, very different Faye, I think, uh, individually. I do agree with Morgan that maybe my flute playing would attract someone, and then they see curly hair, and they'd be like, you're mine. I'm like, no, and like trying to run away, but like can't. You know, it's a whole thing. Um, and if none of that made sense to you, I suggest going back to our previous three-part series about <laughs> National Mysteries, where we really get into all of this and all of that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Why did my, I, because I, it's very specific to Heather getting attracted to the Fae, uh, I just have an idea for a great book. When have we ever seen Hispanic Fae folk? Well, probably in, like, and that actual... is the Fae that's gonna attract Heather away. <laughs> yeah. I... So is this when we start our own line, uh, our series of um, adult romance books? It's going to be spicy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of uh, Faye equivalent and a lot of Latin America, Mexican, you know, Spanish uh, folklore. I think there is around the world. Like, it's like, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely some in Japan, so guess where uh, Ms. Moore is In my mind, though... (laughs) I'm thinking like the classic European she, you know, the very elegant and always attractive looking fey people, but Hispanic. Like, yeah. Could work. I also That's think jokes. if they happen to have, you know, be, be uh, you know, sugar schooled up, that would also probably, unfortunately, and get also me. for There's cats. There's also the Black Irish, which is just like Spanish people who decided to stay. No, no, no. We're talking specifically <laughs> about folklore. Like, fae folklore, not act... Like, obviously, all these people exist. I'm talking about specifically... Because fae is okay. a specific word to a culture, so I'm saying fae equivalent. That's why I'm trying to be, like, real careful about uh, how Okay, I was trying so, to get shoehorn some people, because there is ethnic diversity in, in Ireland. Oh, of course. Like of course. But, <laughs> of course. Book one. Book one is for Heather. And and European high she immigrated to... We'll, we'll say we'll go straight Mexico. And that is where we get the creation of full Mexican Hispanic high she. And then book two, we'll have some monster fucking for cat. <laughs> hey there, Mothman. Uh, we'll get, ooh, Coming for you. Shape shifting Quetzalcoatl. Uh, no, again, yes. Mo- Mothman is my one true love. You can't take me away from my one true love. Okay, then we will move away from the Mexico setting. And we'll we'll go to Mothman's territory. West Virginia, just for cat. Okay. Well, yeah. okay, okay. So I'm guys. probably more qualified to speak on West Virginia than I am on Mexican folklore. So that's probably better. And I'll I'll, I'll say <laughs> that we're traveling together, and then each book, one of us gets entranced by the Fae, and I stay. So you two travel to the next place. Then Cat finds her place, stays, and then Morgan continues to travel <laughs> looking for her monster Fae person. What was that conversation about efficiency? <laughs> I said I tried. I did not We're say so. Our romances. <laughs> yes. Romance well, planning is really, very efficient. <laughs> I also think a good book okay. series, like a series, you know Let's what I mean? This could be good. Google Doc. Start <laughs> typing this out. <laughs> okay, but for the sake of efficiency, um, uh, thank you, Steve, for uh, letting us know how you feel about that Coven Corner question. As a reminder uh, to everybody else, every Coven Corner that we have for every uh, three-part series, um, you're welcome to comment on our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. And if you don't have any of those, you can always uh, email us at possiblyhauntedpodcasts at gmail.com. I usually do this at the end, so I completely forgot what our email was. <laughs> I'm getting started early. So... Answer questions, we'll read it in a future episode. Um, but today's Coven Corner 
is if you could go to a restricted, hidden, or mysterious location, where would you go and why? And I'm kind of emphasizing a little bit more on the restricted, hidden part, because um, there's a lot of mysterious places we would all go, but <laughs> um, <laughs> more of the restricted. And this might be a little, I don't know if this is considered basic or not, but because it's so close to home and because we've done a lot of work around it, I kind of do want to see Area 51. Like, I, I just want to know what the fuck is Damn going it, on. Damn it, Heather. I know, I know. That was, that was my answer. Well, because, like, I, you know, <laughs> I want to go to these, like, fairy forts and these, like, pyramids, but those aren't really hidden. There might be mysteries, yes, but they're not hidden or restricted. I'm more intrigued, although the topic I'm about to talk about, I also would really want to see, and you'll, we'll talk about why. Um, but that was, like, the only thing I could really, like, it's so close to home. I just, I gotta know, is there an alien in there? <laughs> See, that was my thing. I was like, I, I'm terrified, but, like, I, I have to know. I have to know. <laughs> well, we'll talk more about that when you get to, get to do your episode. We can dive more into it, so... But see, um, I don't think Area 51 answer. is necessarily where all the aliens are going to be. I am very much in the men in black uh, <laughs> sort of theory that, you know, they're everywhere and they're everybody. So, oh, like, I, I also agree. I, I agree with that. I, well, then why is it so restricted? I just want to know why it's restricted. Like, at this point, I just want to be in the room where it happens. You know what I mean? Because like, fuck saying. you. That's why. <laughs> it's a military base. It's True. a military base. True. There's already all of these rumors and conspiracy theories surrounding it. So by keeping it restricted and secretive, they have people focusing on Area 51 and Ooh. those conspiracy theories and not on the actual genocidal See, shit that the U.S. military is doing that's what on I was a gonna daily say, basis. Is I, I believe that it's a testing area and probably there is some certain restrictive just restrictions just because it's dangerous, yeah. like physically, uh, because humans are very weak and prone to, you know, dying. <laughs> And so and stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're not going to be like, hey, buddy, why don't you come in here where we're testing out this very, very powerful, like, flamethrower or whatever. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're not going to be like, let's go on a tour. Um, okay, well, then yeah. I'll rethink my answer and I'll comment on one no, of you your episodes. No, you don't have to episodes. rethink it. No, don't <laughs> rethink it. <laughs> I, have, I have an actual answer. And in fact, I have a few because if someone oh. says, don't do it, Catherine, I go, okay. Yeah, yeah. Get into it. So um, we'll get to mine. We'll get to yours when we get to yours. But for sake of time of this episode, um, so I'm going to repeat the question just for anybody who maybe doesn't have social media and may want to answer it. It's if you could go to a restricted, hidden, or mysterious location, where would you go and why? Um, emphasis on hidden and restricted. Um, but let's go ahead and go on to the actual topic of today's episode. So we're dealing with hidden pyramids. And this could be from any culture around the world. And emphasis, again, on the hidden, because there's a lot of periods, uh, periods, <laughs> uh, pyramids, um, that are, that are accessible and part of tourism and stuff like that, um, or that we know a lot about because we've been able to, uh, work in there and, like, archaeologists and stuff like that. So, um, I, and I am going to say this in advance. I apologize for all of the mispronunciations. I'm going to try very hard but I cannot guarantee. I apologize. Um, <laughs> yep. Because I'm doing the Chinese pyramids of uh, Xi'an. Cat, so just correct me. Don't hesitate. Just correct I was me. Say, no, none I'm of not us are Chinese. Chinese so. <laughs> I know you're not Chinese. Don't you dare try to be like Ollie. No, I'm not doing that. Don't don't turn that around on me. You made a face at me, so I assumed you no, were ready I was to just correct like, me. Eh, probably. That was like... that's not the face. It was a judgy face, guys. Y'all didn't see it. I saw it. <laughs> Okay, and I guess I I know I know your heritage. I get it. 
good. That that should be a clip somewhere is me just going, I'm not Chinese. <laughs> and then me going, I know. Okay. Um, okay, so <laughs> uh, the term Chinese pyramids is kind of a, a loose blanket term that refers to the, you know, pyramid-shaped structures in China, most of which mm-hmm. are ancient mausoleums and bur- bur- burial mounds built to house the remains of several, like, early emperors of China and their, like, imperial relatives. Um, there's about 38 that are located um, around the northwest part of Xi'an um, in the Sh- uh, Shanxi province, um, S-H-A-A-N-X-I. Um, the most famous is the mausoleum of the first, uh, sorry, can, uh, can emperor um where a lot of the terracotta where like the terracotta army was found like that big one yeah 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 Yeah. um and there are reports um we're going to kind of focus on like after world war ii but before then as early as the 17th century uh, a roman jesuit wrote about these pyramids um, in 1785, and then, or, and then in 1785, the French uh, Orientalist, which is a whole thing that we don't have time for to talk about in this podcast, um, <laughs> and I guess a uh, sinologist, uh, Joseph de, French last name, wrote an essay in which we prove <laughs> the Chinese are an Egyptian colony. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What's up? French name. Day. French last, last name. name. <laughs> French last. I said French. They know. It's all good. Um, y'all can Google this. It's fine. Um, so, uh, but yeah, and he, he wrote an essay literally called An Essay in Which We Prove the Chinese Are an Egyptian Colony, that, which, again, a lot of issues to unpack there. We don't have time. We're going to keep going. Um, it's an interesting choice. It's because. It's an interesting choice. Yes. And I'll explain <laughs> his thought process, even though his thought process is still wrong. Um, they try and explain it academically saying, well, both used hieroglyphics to hide their secret wisdom. Um, even though that might've just been the language, not trying oh, to writing hide. writing style. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then Egyptians and Chinese both, uh, venerated tradition. Um, a lot of cultures did, but you know, where to keep going. Um, they were, uh, avid practitioners of science and particularly astronomy. A lot of cultures were. So, so were the Greeks. <laughs> So, like, I mean, I, I, I will say, like, there there are, like, a lot of science and math rooted in a lot of these, um, like, in Egypt, in China. I mean, in a lot of areas, I, I will, I'm not going to dismiss the emphasis of those cultures that they had on those um, mm-hmm. fields, but to generally say these things, that's why I keep going, so did a lot of other They have to be related because they had math. <laughs> and science and astronomy it's like well yeah but the celtics they looked also at the stars did the, like I, we all looked at stars you know what i mean okay anyways i won't mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna keep going um but also it's about these two cultures believed in the transmigration of souls um and so the and like the, the monuments are very similar the pyramids the great wall um they're thinking that it was built by the same people we know that that can't be true <laughs> So, and again, this is, like, early on before, I guess, we had, like, carbon dating and could test a lot of things, but, you know. Just... It's an interesting theory. It's an interesting, I'm not going to say it's right, but I'll say it's interesting. <laughs> like, we're, we're talking, like, 17th century uh, with, like, no, they're just, like, spouting out theories without actually testing them. Not everybody, but, like, I appreciate you know. the boldness. Bo- the, <laughs> I, 
appreciate you saying not the audacity. <laughs> the boldness. <laughs> you know I want to say the caucasity of it all, but Cacacity. listen. <laughs> I know. Um, but, okay, so we're going to fast forward, right? So we know there's a bunch of pyramids, all that kind of stuff. It's now 1945, and the U.S. Air Force pilot James Gossman is trying to, uh, he's like flying over, he's trying to focus, he's flying a leg of his journey between India and China, when suddenly a glimmer catches his eye. Emerging from the plains of China's heartland, he spots it, a tremendous pyramid that would put Giza's pyramid to shame. Quote, it was pure white on all sides, he said. The remarkable thing was the capstone, a huge piece of jewel-like material that could have been crystal. Um, excuse me. There was no way we could have landed. Um, although we wanted to, we were struck by the immensity of the thing. End quote. So he's flying over. We have all this new technology. We can actually see things from the sky now. Um, two years later, Colonel Maurice uh, Sheehan, the Far Eastern Director of the uh, uh, for Transworld Airline, reports the same experience. This time, the New York Times runs his story and the world is fascinated with what could be one of the largest finds in archaeological history. Um, but the th and then, then like the article kind of is like, but was this thousand foot pyramid actually real? Dun, dun, dun. Drama, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and if so, had anyone actually dared to go inside? We fast forward to half a century uh, later, and the answer is definitely clear, but it's not crystal. <laughs> Sorry, I had to like, hey, hey, hey. this article is very punny and I appreciate it. Um, there's, uh, so they're also not quite pyramids, but more like giant flat-topped burial mounds from, uh, for ancient emperors in the way that they almost are more in common with the Mesoamerican pyramids. So this is where we kind of oh, okay. like, it's not Egyptians, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, kind of more of that like step pyramid yeah. type of situation. Okay. Um, and this region, um... It, it's, it's very uh, similar to both Giza and the Valley of Kings uh, because there's a whole lot of royalty hiding under the pyramids that no one has, like, actually dared to disturb. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, get me a plane ticket and a pickaxe pick and get down there. <laughs> Just take your time. Listen to your music. It'll be fine. Um, and so uh, Chris Mayer showed that the pyramid in the photo was the uh, Maoling Mausoleum of Emperor Wu, just outside of uh, Xi'an. And pseudo-historians... <laughs> actually, I like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Pseudo-historians... I consider myself as a pseudo-historian. <laughs> right. Um, through promoting their theories, have increased Western awareness of these pyramids, which has another kind of, like, own issues with that. Um, and then, of course, because we have to, like, relate it to our topic, right? Hartwig... Hausdorff speculated it was built by who? Can we take a guess? Can we get a guess? Aliens. Aliens! aliens. <laughs> it was built by aliens. Um, and then Philip Copens uh, repeated this theory. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all guys. Brown okay? people okay. can't make things by themselves. You know, okay, okay, so. <laughs> slight tangent, but I'm going to make it quick, okay? So, I'm not going to lie, yeah. guys. I first heard of this idea of hidden pyramids in China from the show Ancient Aliens. I did. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I've probably said it before, but I'll keep saying it. I'm intrigued by the theories, not that I wholeheartedly believe in them. Yeah. I'm just intrigued. Um, but that's where I heard about it. Ancient like, Aliens really... is a legitimately entertaining show. It's yes. like mysterious, you know, whatever 
those yeah. things. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to, like, solve things from a certain perspective. Like, I, cool. Um, I will also say, I also, mysteries. yes, I do hate that, like, they focus a lot of it on what basically, like, cultures of color, um, and so I finally asked my mom, because she actually has seen the entire series all the way through, um, because she just puts it on in the background, and she told me that eventually they do start, like, actually talking about how buildings in Greece and other cultures could only have been built by aliens and not solely focusing on all of it on cultures of color. I'm not saying it makes up for it at all, but I appreciate mm. an attempt to, like, oh, yes, white people also needed help. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> um, everyone, if, if aliens were involved, we all needed help. <laughs> like, that's, it's that's not a thing. There's like, I just remember seeing the first season and being like, this is cool, and then keep watching and going, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we'll have a whole different topic for, to, we got, you know what, maybe that'll be my, <laughs> I don't know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, we'll have a whole other episode just maybe talking about ancient aliens and, like, breaking down some stuff. But for today, um, so there, obviously there's, like, those theories and people don't really know what's under it. Um, so despite claims to the contrary, the existence of these pyramids-shaped tombs, mounds, were known by scientists in the West before the publicity caused by the story in 1947. Um, it was shortly after that uh, post um, that someone published a short item saying the Chinese pyramids of that region are built of mud and dirt, um, comparing it to, you know, Egypt. Um, and American scientists who have been in the area suggest that the height of a thousand feet, uh, more than twice as any uh, of any Egyptian pyramids, and they may have been exaggerated because most of the uh, Chinese mounds of the area were built relatively low. Um, the location out of uh, Xi'an, um, or I don't, I don't know how they're spelling that, is um, in an area of great archaeological importance, but few of the pyramids have ever been explored. Okay? So, some of the pyramids uh, in, in uh, Xi'an are currently tourist attractions because capitalism. Um, yeah. And a lot of them have become uh, like uh, open mausoleums, and then a lot of them have museums attached, like to the side of the pyramid. Um, mm, neat. Which I guess I kind it's of appreciate. Cool. Like, if you're gonna make a tourist section, not make the actual thing itself a museum, but you actually just have it on the side, and then it's like an extra thing. I kind of like. I am also it. happy that it hasn't been moved. Like, it's not like somebody went in and like took everything from said thing and put it in, you know, London. <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> colonialism. Um, yeah, no, but exactly. Like, and I love the memes right now. They're like, if the British could have picked up the pyramids, they would also be in London. Yes. Like, uh, it's a whole thing. Which kind of actually, actually will go into mine a little bit. Yes, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to leave that there. I'm not trying to talk about anybody's stuff. Um, but so, like, what's really interesting about this, especially because, like, we are talking about... Um, China, the Chinese government, and but also like the the I'm gonna say general because I don't I don't want to over I don't want to overgeneralize right, but the general I, uh, perspective of like tradition and artifacts and that kind of thing compared to our Western lens, especially because of colonialism. So there's a, there is definitely a different way of thinking yeah. regarding these Handling pyramids. It, yeah. yeah, and so. Um, uh, so when we're talking about these Chinese pyramids, we're only talking about the information that has been made available uh, by, according to this article, quote, a rather tight-lipped Chinese government, end quote. I think, again, that might be a little biased language there. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Western archaeologists have to this day rarely been permitted to investigate the sites. Um, And not only this, now this is the part that actually intrigued me. This is why I chose this. I I know I've given you a lot of background information, but um, it's because a lot of these sites now appear to be overgrown by shrubs and they look abandoned. Mm. And they, and, they, ah. and they actually have early photographs of, like, it was just a hill. And then, like, ten years later, we start we see little trees. And, like, a sp- like in a very straight line. Like, it's not natural. It's very unnatural. Uh. And then later, now we everything's covered by shrubs and trees and growth. And that's why I'm like, okay, what are you trying to hide? Like, what are you doing? You know <laughs> what I mean? Of course, because I'm a Westerner, and that's just, I immediately go to, oh, what are you hiding? <laughs> what do you have? What Give you it know? to me. <laughs> Um, it's that um, gif of that man outside of the gates and being like, let me in! Yes! <laughs> I'll wear archival gloves and touch nothing at the same time. Like, just let me let me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so like, we have these pictures like proving that it was like just a normal grass mound and then, because it obviously had been overgrown a little bit, but now mm-hmm. like, with increased technology and increased Western interest, they're like, ah, shit, we got, we got to hide this shit, we got to cover it, like, you know. Um, a lot of it's, like, cypress trees, which is one of the fastest-growing trees out there. Suspicious. Mm. <laughs> um, and then, even then, so, like, two farmers were digging just outside of Xi'an in March 1974 when they discovered the famous terracotta army of the Chinese first emperor. We already talked about that. Um, but they just happened upon it. Um, and like, this is literally the thing that had a mini city with palaces, carriages, treasures, the whole terracotta army, anything he needed or they thought he would need in the afterlife. And just, they just happened to like discover it. Um, now when the Chinese government was asked, why aren't you doing more to, to do research and like, you know, figure out what's down there. Um, their mm-hmm. first statement was that the technology just doesn't exist yet to excavate the pyramids without damaging its contents, which I think is valid. I think that's very valid. Mm-hmm. Um, and an easy scapegoat also, like, two, you know, two points. <laughs> um, yeah. But another archaeologist actually comments saying it's really smart what they're doing um, because, and I, don't, I won't go into this just in case it is someone else's topic, but, um, like, citing the rushed excavation of King Tut's tomb as a reason to, like, pump the brakes. Like, we, we saw what happened. Yeah. And we're done. They were like, we're yeah. not doing that. And there are so many, just in general, like, there's a lot of archaeological stuff that we have that people are like, yeah, it kind of got ruined slightly because this person was using a tool, you know, and scraped it so they don't have a nose but like just imagine the nose is there you know (laughs) that sort of stuff exactly and then you know there is speculation from a lot like early early archaeologists were more either treasure hunters or they were more trying to prove that the bible actually happened not everybody yeah but those were two big are um all of them are characters in the mummy and Except Eve, who just wanted to know. She just wanted the, the, the knowledge. Because she was no a librarian. No harm ever came from reading a book. <laughs> I'm going to go watch it later. Uh, every day. Anyway. Um, guys, okay, I'm not going to talk more about this, but there's rumors of a Mummy 4 with Brendan Fraser. I'm down. I don't care what he looks like. I love him. I'm ready to go. Oh, he's such a cutie. But only, they need only to have it, Brendan Fraser 
and yes, only uh, if they Rachel bring her Weiss. back. She's not pregnant anymore. She could be in the movie. Like no. Well, no, one of the reasons she wasn't in the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor was because she didn't think it was believable for a woman her age to have, like, a grown-up son. She didn't like, she didn't oh. like that age difference shown on screen, or that age similarity, because she was, like, it, it's one of the things that they do to women, you yeah, know, as they get older, women like, age. you're just, you're just a mom now, you're not sexy anymore, you're mom. Well, hopefully so. we can move past that, um... And that we can, be, they could be reunited because they were the best on-screen chemistry I've ever fucking seen. Um, so, they're so, so good. freaking cute. So uh, good. Yeah, yeah, but that was that's. And she's married to Daniel Craig. I know. She married to James Bond. No, we're, tangents. Adorable. Tangents. We're getting back. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was my fault. Um. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, they're they're just they're just basically saying that yeah we have good excavation technology now, but what if we wait a decade and it's even better? Like, let's get to like the most available technology that we can before we start doing and you can see there are pictures of like they built a facility around the buried mm-hmm. terracotta um army. yeah they're more in preservation than excavation yes, if that's yes. Right, yeah. and i you know what i'm i'm that's fine but um there's just a lot of speculation like why would the government deliberately cover their pyramids um instead of like uh like putting them in museums and trying but it all kind of comes back again to that Western perspective versus and a very general, very general Eastern perspective of, like, there's there's this, you know, idea that Chinese culture has a strong veneration of tradition. It, it was made there. It's theirs. It doesn't have to be in a museum. We don't have the right to go see it just because we want to see it. And I'm saying that as a person who wants to see it. Like, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. we get the right. And it's their tradition, and it, it shouldn't be disturbed because the whole point of it was supposed to be buried so the person could live in peace. And every time we mm-hmm. unbury someone, you know, we don't know if that's disturbing them, like, in an, in, an afterthought or, like, you know, just respect, just so that kind of thing. Um, so it's as much as I want to be in the room, I'll respect the fact that it's theirs and it's tradition and that kind of stuff. But I just love the fact mm-hmm. that, like, it was just a mound, a historical mound, a cultural mound. And then they were like, ah, people can see it. Put trees on it. <laughs> Fast growing yeah. trees. That's why I was so intrigued by it. It actually sparked the whole, this whole three-part series of, like, what else could be considered a hidden pyramid and why are people, not yeah. that you had to give us a why, but I was curious about the why. So, um, but I'm going to end it there because I've already gone longer than I wanted to because that is just how I do. Um, <laughs> 30 minutes is respectable. Yeah, um, we got it. It's not too bad. Um, but, you know. <laughs> Anyways, so that was uh, the first part of our three-part series. We're going to hear from... Uh, Morgan and Kat in the next uh, couple of episodes. If you are intrigued by this topic, or if as we keep as you keep listening, if there's a hidden pyramid that we didn't cover, we could do a part two. You let us know what you might want to listen to, um, and uh, or any other topics really. And we've already talked about our social media, so I'm gonna leave it there. And uh, yeah, cool. So you know whether you are excavating a ancient mysterious site that might house the secrets of the pyramids just remember that that pyramid could be possibly haunted <laughs> brendan fraser save me